class that unpacks health, fitness, yoga, alternative healing, and really all things related to your human transformation. If not now, Coach Brian, uh, this is a conversation really about protein. Go back to the basics. If you are still kind of thinking in terms as calories in, calories out, I uh, invite you to switch gears a little bit and, and think about how the word protein you know, they, what is that? You know, uh, you're taught that they're amino acids in school. Amino acids are the building blocks for protein. So if we look at the 20-some, excuse me, uh, amino acids that are, that, you know, that we've uh, identified, and then some of the um, amino acid cousins, so to speak, like glutamine and l-carnitine tryptophan so we can really start to maybe scratch the surface a little deeper because lentil protein you know eight grams of uh, of lentil protein versus you know a chicken breast the amino acid profile they're different so we can't really conclude from the word on the back of the label that says protein because we don't know what that means there are companies that you know list the amino acid profiles for us but then you know we're getting too lost in that failing to realize like okay what about our digestion if our digestion's strong maybe but then with plant protein versus meat protein, you're looking at a lot of fiber. You're looking at a lot of uh, essential, you know, fatty acids, perhaps, like in hemp protein. You're looking at so much. And um, Ben Greenfield in his book, uh, he, he talks about the studies that were done on hemp protein. And you're not, you got to cut that literally in half sometimes because before your body can digest and sort through all that fiber um, that the hemp protein is providing you or the lentil or the sunflower seed or you know the vegetarian sources of protein are heavy in in fiber so like Gabriel Lyons and, and Mark uh, Lyman and or Mark Hyman and then uh, Dr. Lyman who is uh, the mentor of Gabriel Lyons and who, who's studied protein for over 30 years. Like, you're not going to get the thermogenesis, you know, affect the, the heat aspect digesting plant-based protein as you would with meat, you know, and, and geriatrics and obesity. They're, they're looking at meat proteins <laughs> because it raises that thermogenesis so your metabolism can increase. Um, a lot of doctors right now are talking about the incubation thing that goes on with 
protein, uh, plant-based protein. So it kind of is like an incubator for you. Now we know when we're talking about muscle, we're talking about leucine threshold threshold we're talking about the branch chain amino acids so how how is that being labeled uh what about the essential carbohydrates we need uh, is that being labeled <laughs> so we're we're really not seeing the whole picture because a lot of us don't go to school don't don't really even when i was in chemistry in college it's like people don't make those connections uh like with something as simple as what really are we talking about when we talk about protein? You might remember from biology, you know, uh, the burning a peanut versus a marshmallow. Okay, well, we can conclude that, you know, f the fat is going to be a little bit slower to digest. And, you know, if you eat a handful of trail mix, like I did for years, thinking it's good, but then all that fat sitting in there and I don't have any protein available. And then, you know, now my blood sugar spiked, you know, for years we were taught whey protein is great, but when are we, when, when is it appropriate? You know, if, if we wake up and chug whey and our insulin gets spiked because whey protein has been proven to spike our insulin, maybe that's not the best thing for us right? Insulin resistance, right? Anabolic resistance. There's a biological clock that goes on. Um, studies show that like 2% of the population does very well in a vegan diet. <coughs> so you got to ask yourself, um, are you that 2%? Now the original studies that you know, kind of speculated like 0.8 grams of uh, protein or 0.8 per, you know, kilograms of body weight. I mean, when they later did those studies, they changed it based on endurance and weightlifting. Weightlifting, you're going to need closer to 1.1. You're going to need closer to one if you're an endurance athlete. So really, we got to take in performance uh, into the equation a lot of people, you know, starve themselves and, and try to get rid of excess calories. And really now we don't have enough to burn fat because the more muscle mass you have, yeah, you're going to burn more fat. So if you want to fuel the muscle, we need more protein. Don't be scared of the cheeseburger. Don't be scared of, of these things. We, we need to scratch the surface a little deeper and realize, you know, an animal that's fed carbs that's basically drunk all day because what they mix like molasses in with the corn, you know, the, the cows are all bloated and pumping methane into the air. Well, that's not the meat we want, right? We want that grass fed, you know, uh, um, pasture, you know, they're allowed to roam and not be crammed into the factory farming that we see. I mean, there's a quality aspect that transcends you know, what we're eating, you know, if, if you're one of the percentage that, you know, you can't really digest oxalates like me, I was told, oh, you know, just get spinach since I'm lactose intolerant for my calcium. So I'm pounding spinach smoothies and then I get tested and I have an allergy, right? And I have a, um, family history and the genetics of that, you know, our kidneys can't and liver can't really process all these oxalates that we're getting from the vegetarian sources. 
So myself, after being a, a vegan and a vegetarian for over a couple decades, I realized I uh, it wasn't sufficient and sustainable. And I did that based on, not just on how I felt, right? But I did it on a uh, let's cleanse, let's fast and reassess and reevaluate what's going on. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to, you know, go to my functional medicine doctor, run some studies and tests. And for over a year, I got tested, uh, organic acid tests, different allergy tests. And yeah, everything I was consuming, I was highly allergic to. So things like flaxseed and the pea protein. So... You have to really individualize your understanding of what you're eating. And, you know, we need to take in the biological clock. You know, if you're, if you're still thinking that uh, if I eat more calories than I burn, then I'm going to be fat, then you're not thinking of muscle. You're not thinking like maybe you're just under-muscled. Right. And if we want to stimulate some of these processes, we need heavy weight. We need to be lifting. Right. We know that when it comes to osteoporosis. All right. But we need to know that when it comes to protein synthesis as well. No one's talking about it. We got a pandemic going on and, you know, majority, they said like 78% of the people that are getting COVID uh, and that are hospitalized are obese. Not to mention the vitamin D and all this stuff that, you know, we know exercise contributes and participates in all this. No one's coming out and making it, you know, uh, instead of a vaccine mandate, let's make an exercise mandate. Let's, let's, let's sort through together collectively through all the information that we have about fitness and, and protein and the macros and our diet and all this alternative healing. Why can't we be collectively coming together with that stuff? You know, vitamin C, all these supplements, it's been a battle forever since I can remember working at GNC in 2001. They were taking, they wanted to, uh, you know, take control of the vitamin industry and, you know, supplements aren't FDA approved. They're not. No one's really saying what vitamin C can do. But we know, you know, when certain people get hospitalized and they have all these therapeutics, <laughs> therapeutics, they're assisting and participating, whether vitamin D, melatonin, they're participating. So we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and jump to conclusions that, you know, a carnivore diet is going to be good for us when we're not really even triggering a need to to digest and assimilate and utilize all this protein uh, there's a an amino acid called valine and one of its uh, responsibilities is to kind of shut down that serotonin pathway uh, so you're not so tired when you exercise and have that brain fatigue well, if you're being, you know, you're on an antidepressant, that's kind of manipulating and suppressing your own ability to to regulate serotonin or your diet doesn't is kind of not really understanding when I need carbs, when I don't to fuel that serotonin pathway. Well, we're going to be dragging ass in our our workouts, right? So how do you eat? And you might think, oh, caffeine. You might think, oh, I need to rest today. But have we looked at the fact that if we don't have enough branch chain aminos, right, BCAAs, isoleucine, leucine, and valine, then what, what could those do? 
So, you know, you go to a nutritionist, the nutritionist might not understand exercise. Trainers understand exercise, but typically, you know, based on their experience. So if they're into bodybuilding, they're going to really value protein, maybe not so much carbs and things like that. If they're into a certain diet trend, you know, I have trainers that I've worked with at gyms, you know, they're into the keto, they're into the, the paleo, they're into certain trends, and now they're influencing, right, they're influencing their, the people that they train. Right, because they're maybe they didn't do psychology, maybe they don't know what projection and transference and counter-transference means. So we need to not be on a side. You don't want to be like Scrooge and you don't want to be like Pollyanna. You gotta be realistic. Right? Excuse me, man. I'm waiting for my uh, my infrared sauna to heat up and uh, figured I I'd spit some conversation at you. So there's so much evidence and, and, and don't get caught up in the studies because studies are always changing. They're always based on the equipment. Um, a lot of people come out and say, you know, we don't have a lot of studies on people younger than 50s and 60s when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So we have to be patient and, and, and meet with different doctors. You know, naturopaths, they're really good at supplements, right? depending on what they studied and their expertise. And then, you know, Chinese doctors, amazing, right? Traditional Chinese medicine is an amazing outlet. Um, but functional medicine doctors, amazing. So we need a well-rounded bird's eye view of what's going on in our bodies. You know, if you're past 25, you have a good amount of life there to have like a pattern that's expressing themselves if you really uh, scratch the surface of how you feel, how you want to feel, and what's holding you back. So protein is essential, but not all protein is created equal. I think we can all agree on that. You know, what, four cups of quinoa you'd have to scarf down to get the protein that you can just get in the six ounces of a chicken breast. And the six ounces of chicken breast, you know, is not, it, it, it's really a completely different thing. It's not the same thing as thinking I need a smoothie. A smoothie is not food. There's no digestion like it would be with food. So you're getting a, such a high release of insulin when you go for those sugary smoothies, thinking that fruit sugar is somehow different than simple sugar, right? Well, a diabetic knows this. Certain people know these things, but we need to branch out and really just dive deep into what we already think. Uh, CoachBrian1080 at gmail.com.